I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day guys, on today's show, we're going to be covering all things second row forward in NRL Supercoach 2023. We're going to be going through the five highest owned and our thoughts on those. We're going to go through premium, mid-price and cheapy options and we're going to reveal our second row forwards. Uh, I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. Matty, how you going, mate? Oh, fantastic. Just, I'm super excited about second row forwards. These in center wing, I think there's the most unpacked, so... Yeah, we've, I, I was looking through our notes and there's like 30 players that we've got to mention and talk through that are all genuine options. So yeah, it's going to be a good but one. but like we've had a look at some of those. Like we did hookers and you only really select two players. So maybe that one went too long and yeah, we can whack it on this one. So we'll see how we go. Mate, before we get stuck in, guys, if you're watching us on YouTube and you love the content and it's helping you develop your team this year, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, turn those notifications on so that you don't miss any of our episodes in the future. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, click the follow button there as well. Mate, let's get stuck in. We always start with our most owned. So we're going to cover the five most owned players in the second row forward. I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? Everyone seems to be obsessed with Josh Schuster to kick to kick off the second row. For, for good reason. 61.3% owned at 240,000. And I pretty much, like, if you look back and you remember Josh Schuster of 2021, guys, basement price 5.8 slash second row, which is pretty much the best jewel that you can have in the game. Um, you know, he, he looked busy in the second trial. He, he looked okay. Um, he averaged 60 plus in Supercoach a couple of years ago uh, on a starting edge. I don't think you need to overthink this one. There's definitely not going to anti-pot a guy at, at basement price. Um, you've just got to lock him into your team, whether it be in the 5-8 or in the second row, and just try and find some other options elsewhere. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, you just add him in your team. You don't even consider anti-potting. Because it would just make no sense. I Like, I did hear one guy just saying, oh, no, I'm going to antipod, you know, 61% own Schuster. There's no point. Everybody's going to rise together. You're not going to find better value at 240K. Um, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Just lock him in your team. Um, put away the key. And uh, even if, for whatever reason, it didn't work out, it didn't work out for everybody relevant in getting points in Supercoach. So... Absolutely. Mate, this applies to the next guy as well, Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, I might let you take this one. Mate, starting at lock and should be in most teams. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Matto comes back, but I reckon uh, Sean Lane going down has put an extra spanner in the works and just made Jermaine Hopgood an even better pick. Um, this should be enough time to get a price rise, and I was originally thinking to move on, but I think... The way that he's playing, I could see myself having him till round 20. He's an absolute beast, isn't he? PPM <laughs> through the roof. Made 40-odd tackles, I think, in the first trial, um, which is insane. 
Uh, you're not. I, I he's a he's just a plug and play. You, you got you could start him as your third second row this year, and you'd be happy with the output. I reckon he's a fifty to sixty average guy, priced at like a what twenty odd. <laughs> um, yeah, lock him in. Forty six percent is fifty four percent too little. Yeah, funny that you mentioned that because that's something that I have looked to do in a lot of the different iterations of my team. There you go. Mate, I haven't taken him out since I added him in. He's he's easy. You just go and chuck him in. These first two, Schuster and Hopgood, should be in every team if you're yep. competitive in Supercoach. Mate, number three, third most owned, 31%, 246,000 is Ray Stone. Now, we, we talked about Ray Stone in the hooker pod, so we won't touch on him again here. But if you want our thoughts on Ray Stone, we go into a bit of depth over on our hooker episode. So go and check that one out. Number four, you've, um, you've got a really big take about this. So take the four. Oh, mate, Luke Garner is just the poor man's near Corey. I hope all this chatter about him and how, oh, I'm not going to say poor, how much he went missing in that World Cup Club Challenge game, like that is something that he's kind of done his whole career. I just hope that it lowers some expectations. He's still not a bad pick at the price that he's at, but I don't think it's worth the um, the 27% that he is at the moment. Just remember, Luke Garner isn't Viliama Kikau. The Panthers got worse. Garner was at 0.6 ppm last year. Look, I could be proven wrong, and I don't hate the pick of Garner. I hate the fact that people are overlooking my boy Niakore and not adding Garner. I actually like it. I don't like it from a uh, from a podcasting standpoint and, you know, getting my word out there. But I like the fact that I've got a bit of a pod in Niakore when, yeah, Ghana just looks so flat. You want to you want to know a fun fact? Ghana's ownership has dropped six percent in the last day since that was those. They must have seen me on Twitter. They must have made those those uh, thousands of followers uh, (laughs) paying paying dividends for us. Um, Yeah, I am a bit concerned with how they use him against St Helens. I must admit, Um, I've been looking elsewhere off the back of it. Now, clearly on that left edge. The focus is Brian To'o if he's going to be there um, and also Isaac Tungo. Now, that was very evident, very clear. Garner was a professional decoy for the majority of the night. I think he finished with 24 points, super coach points in that World Club Challenge um, and, and ran a great line and also freed up Targo. You know, like Tungo had, I think, 50-odd super coach points in that game in a losing side. Um, didn't score a try, just good base. So... Are they going to be using Garner as the line runner, the decoy runner, and getting the ball early to Tungo? I'd, I'd probably say that they will this year because Viliami Kikau is not there uh, to run that sweeping play where Targo ran in uh, and he cut in and run the decoy and then Kikau would sweep out the back. Uh, it's it's changing the dynamic of their team. So, yeah, I, there is risk there with Garner now, and obviously 6% of people have, uh, have caught on to that or maybe just uh, rage traded a little bit early with unlimited trades. Yeah, which is fair. Like, I just – 27% is absolute lock territory. This guy is not a lock. He's a wait and no. see. He could be a trap. If they continue yeah, to use be. him like that, people will be trading him out after round two. Um, Fair, he's coming into 439 a isn't cheap. He's not Ray Stone money. No. <laughs> Mate, if he was sub 350, you'd just lock him. Sorted. No problem. Yep. Um, but he's 439. There are some other options in that price bracket that we'll talk about. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I'm on the Nia Corey train. Let's do it. <laughs> Fifth guy, mate, Jack Howarth. 
28.2%, and he's clearly a placeholder at 200K with the duel. Center win yeah. second row. He's, he might this not one, play a game this year. Oh, this one's a shocker. I've heard that it was Grant Anderson or um, or young Tonna, Tonna Mapea that will sl- slot into that Olin role. I'm not having enoughies in my team. I'm just not going to do it. Mate, I, I've heard now that William Warbrick is uh, in favour there to, <laughs> to pick up that spot. And I don't know whether you watch Warbrick. We'll probably cover him in the centre wing pod, but that guy's an absolute beast. So if he starts, he's a great option. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It, it, there's no way in the world that Jack Howarth not playing any trial games, uh, in it, especially the first trial. If we're ever going to see anything of Jack Howarth, it would have been in the first trial where they played like three of their starters. Um, yeah, no, nah, con- massive concern. That's a stinker. So it's, it's evident Bellamy just doesn't care. I don't care that you've signed this guy to this big contract. I don't like him. He's out. Yeah, and I think it's an attitude thing from, from what I've heard on a couple of different podcasts and a couple of articles floating around the traps is that he does have a bit of an attitude problem. And I can imagine that it'd go down like a lead balloon with Bellamy. Um, so yeah, yeah, I need to see something of him first. Even if he came in and got named at center, there's no way I'm picking him up straight away. If it's so much easier to drop back to a 200 K player, that's going to play than it is to have a 200 K player and try and find someone relevant. I'm going to plan not to, not to have him in. If he gets named, then by all means a 200 K dual player for the storm, you'd have him in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, that covers the first five, the most owned five second rowers in Supercoach this year. Um, before we move into our premium options and start having a chat about all the big boys, um, guys, if you haven't yet and you, you want to get involved in a bit of uh, extra competition, jump into our unlimited group at Molten Fantasy Sports. The code is 451840 and you can take us all on uh, there's a Supercoach ring and a episode on the podcast up for grabs. So uh, make sure to jump in there and give us a good crack. Uh, I'd imagine the person that comes first, right, let's say whoever wins the comp would be in like 10 unlimited leagues and just cash in with all these extra prizes too. <laughs> so um, if you back yourself, mate, you're, uh, you've got to be in it to win it. So jump on yeah, in. Yeah, it doesn't. it's free entry, so why wouldn't you? That's right. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, mate, let's move on to our premium options. How much is this, Marie? It's very expensive. It is, Marie. Very expensive. <laughs> Kick us off with the first one, mate. The guy that's moved to a different club this year, but people still seem to like him. Yeah, uh, IPAP. He is 6% owned, 831K. Should have another good year, uh, but with too many unknowns and not having seen him in a West Tigers outfit, he lost that jewel, and I'm not looking to spend 831K on a question mark. No, no. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I don't think it'll pay off for the 6% that have IPAP to start the year. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. We know what he, he's a quality player. He was the best second row forward in the game last year in Supercoach. So that's why he's priced at 831000 And front row forward, you're right. Because most people had him in the front row. But you're right, he loses the duel. Um, I think that's the key here. And the only thing that tempts me is the fact that the Tigers have the Gold Coast Titans Newcastle Knights and the Bulldogs rounds one, two, and three. But again, is he going to be a guy that gets to capitalize on that draw or is he just going to do the work on the edge? Um, I don't know whether he's developed the kind of cohesion with Luke Brooks in the preseason as he would have with Mitchell Moses over that full season. Or Luke Brooks year. isn't Mitchell Moses either. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Um, yeah, no, it's a no for me. Um, next guy, Cameron Murray has been in and out of my side at least 10 times. 
I, I look at the 748000 and I think, oh, it's a lot of money to pay. But you get exactly what you pay for with Cameron Murray, I think. It's a premium luxury 2RF option. He's an absolute gun. He, in 70% of his games last season, he scored more than 60 points. So you know you're going to get 60 minimum from a guy like that. The only player that had a better percentage of 60-plus games is Isaiah Papali, who we just spoke about. He only averaged 65 minutes last year. When I looked at that, I thought, hang on a sec, that doesn't seem right because Cameron Murray's an 80-minute player. Um, so can he play more minutes this year? Uh, probably. I reckon he plays 70-plus this year. So the extra five minutes he can probably get at his PPM, an extra five or six points. And also, the last game... He uh, went off with a HIA and didn't return for a score of one, which made his score probably plummet an extra 60K. So do you get him at a discount? I believe you are getting at a bit of a discount. And, like, when I've talked about, I really like the terms premium luxury options. I've talked about Harry Grant, Joey Taps, and they've always been the most expensive player. And Cameron Murray's not. He's a guy that earlier on I was talking about fading him because of some other options that have that have panned out and uh, looks like they're not going to be with the season to start. Oh, I wish I had the money for him. I just can't find it with the way that I've structured my team at the moment. But if you are looking for the best second row forward, I think he's the best second row forward. I'd agree with you, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just think you can find some value um, a bit lower, spend the money elsewhere, get into those premium halfbacks, get into those, you know, some of those, spend the money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Um, mate, the next guy is Sean Lane at 721000 He's 3% owned, and that will go down to zero very quickly. Uh, unfortunately for Sean Lane, he's had a fractured jaw in the second trial, so he's going to miss the first part of the season. We're not quite sure how long yet, uh, but I assume at least four weeks is a minimum. Um but the exciting part about this, and I know I never want to kind of say exciting when a player is injured, but there will be some opportunities for some other guys uh, that are quite cheap in that Parramatta second row. So uh, we'll talk about them when we get to the cheapies, I think, Matty. Yeah, someone's lost to someone else's gain. And for Supercoach, yeah, it's going to open some doors. So. For sure. Mate, uh, Tino is at 705000 Obviously, with the jewel, we spoke about him in the front row pod. So... Uh, for anybody wanting to know a little bit more around Tino and our thoughts on Tino, head over and watch the front row forward uh, analysis there. Did you want to add um, anything else with him? You shouldn't even consider him at second row forward, which where there's so many better options at second row forward. Front row forward, uh, if you listen to that pod, is a little bit dismal. Yeah, you'd, if you're having Tino, it's in the front row. It's not here. Yeah. Um, the next guy, 704,000. Big Huddy Young. Yeah. Take it away. I was, a, I was a bit surprised. Um, the thing is, is can he replicate what he did last year? I'd say he can. Um, he scored 0.9 PPM every year since 2019. And how you've seen improved scores is because his minutes kept increasing as he got older, as he filled into a better role. Uh, this year, though, he's got nowhere to go because he played 77.8 minutes per game. I'm In second row, I'm looking for someone with Hudson ceiling uh, for a bit more of a discount. Yeah, how many tries did he score last year? I think it was some ridiculous number, like 11 or 12 tries or something. Yeah, a lot for a forward. <laughs> yeah, for a second rower. Uh, I mean, look, he can find the line. We know that. Um, but yeah, can I think he, he will again. That? Yeah. I, he, I think he'll find the line a lot, um, but when you're, you know, that lowers his base. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, a pass for me, but someone I'm going to look at a lot if his price drops. 
Um, yep. So definitely a, a watch and see. Robbie K, watch this space for him. Mate, we've, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we've both got the next guy. Big, yes. uh, big Fifi at 689,000, David Fafita, 19% owned. Yeah, mate. I made a note there that he should be more. <laughs> he should be. I, I think I, people are just a little bit burnt, I think, by David Fafita last year. Um, and I understand why they would be, because uh, this is the perfect example of David Fafita. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And unfortunately, the truth is that he just doesn't get, or last year especially, I don't know what Justin Holbrook was doing, but they basically created a game plan to not give Fafita the ball at all. And when he took it, he had to go and get the ball from dummy half a, a couple of times and ran the full length of the field and scored. Like, he's a guy that you need to get early ball to, and they just never did it last year. I don't know what the game plan was. And, and obviously, uh, Sexton was in the halves last year, and, that, yep. and that's changed now with Tanner Boyd coming into this lineup, a guy that David Fafita went to high school with and his best mates with. So I'd like to think that Tanner Boyd knows how to unlock his best mate on the footy field. Um, he's going to get used this year. Uh, we saw in the trial, he scored 80 in the second trial in Supercoach points. He played big minutes. Um, let's let's hope that he can then take that form into the into the season. But it's not a matter of whether he can or is good enough. It's a matter of if he's going to get the opportunity. And I feel like he probably will this year. It's a contract year. Yeah, That's it. Yep. That's it. No, no, it's a contract year. He's so good. I think a little pe- uh, people are a bit off him because you can watch your highlights of Dave Fafita and think he's the best player in the world and sometimes watch him and it looks like he's standing around and, and not doing as much, especially when you're expecting those super coach points for somebody that you historically paid a lot more in super coach for. I think you're getting him at a massive discount and look, I, I wouldn't be very tempted to put the C on him, but I think most weeks, if he's playing early in the weekend, yeah, you put the VC on him, and he has 160 in him. Next guy's Paddy Carrigan at 654,000. Oh, take us You're the away. Broncos fan, mate. You're the Broncos fan. Sell me on him. Mate, he is the best on park most times when he steps onto the field. At 15% owned, oh, I wish I had him. I've done a lot of iterations to my team. And a lot of the times they have him, I don't have him at this moment. I'm one of those people, and I think you've talked about the West Tigers about being really hard on your team. In Supercoach, when I watch a game, I think that every Broncos player is the best player in the world. Uh, so I try to I try to not take my Broncos coloured shades on when I select my team for Supercoach. But Paddy Carrigan, oh, if he was a bit cheaper, I think I'd be on. Um, I just don't see the upside. Yeah, I think he's somebody that you'd plug into your team, and if he was a Kiwi and he wasn't playing through that origin period, I would lock and load and I would plan to have him all year because I think he's durable. I think his role is set. I think it can probably only increase from where it was. Um, we went to water when he stopped playing last year. Yep. Big time. Big time. That, I'm... I currently have him in my team. So he's 15% owned, so I'm not the only person. It seems like people have caught on. He, Let me throw some stats at you. Uh, in the second trial game just that just passed, he scored 83 super coach points, I think it was, 21 runs for 193 metres, three tackle breaks, four offloads, 35 tackles. Um, last year, when he played over 60 minutes, he averaged 73. So 
I guess the one thing that we need to look at is, is he going to get that 60-plus minutes in this in this squad? Because we know Payne Haas is usually the big minute forward in this lineup, but I feel like they're starting to rely a lot more on Carrigan, especially the last season or so. Um, so I feel like 60 is probably going to be the minimum that we'll see him on the park this year. And I, I love having a really – you mentioned it, I think, in the front row pod. I love having a really reliable – uh, or at least one really reliable player to offset the fact to have David Fafita and probably have a mental <laughs> breakdown every fortnight. So if I've got Paddy Carrigan, he's going to bank me 70 every single week. Um, I can I can live with that. Fafita has a 40 or 50 in him, but also 160 once or twice a year. Uh, Carrigan's going to get you 70 every week. Yeah, and I'm fine with having a guy that's going to get me 70 every week because they average 70 at the end of the year, and they probably end up averaging very similar to David Fafita, but it's just a little bit uh, easier on the heartstrings. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's in my team at the moment. I like Paddy Carrigan this year. Um, mate, Johnny Bateman's next. Yeah, I believe he's in the country. That's what I've heard. Apparently the visa issues have been sorted. Um, there was a holdup on our end. Uh, we talked about it in the Tigers podcast. We won't touch on that again. But, mate, last time he was in the NRL, he averaged 73. So he went, I think it was 71 and 73 in 2019 and 2020. Um, like, he, he was incredible for the Raiders. He was so good. Um, but he might start off the bench in round one. He hasn't had time to prep with the squad. He hasn't played any of the trial games. He hasn't had really any time with this Tigers lineup. So... Yeah, I'd, he probably will start off the bench, and he's probably not somebody that I'm going to start with, but I'm absolutely looking at him to watch how he starts the season. Yeah, so when I heard he was coming back, and the first thing I did was look at his average, and he was priced at, I don't know, what was it, 56, did you say? Yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, priced at a 56 average, and I added him in my team. And then I thought about it, then I thought about it. He's been gone for a bit. He hasn't been great in the Super League. There's a few question marks. Are the Tigers good? Um, yeah, and then all these visa issues happened. So, but, but if he comes off the bench for three weeks, plays 30 minutes, has a big price drop, and he's, oh, if he drops 60, 70, 100K if they keep him on the bench for a little bit longer, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's in, when he was back in the NRL. Is seventy five percent of the games he scored sixty plus, which is incredibly reliable. Um, and he's got attacking upside too. Love, knows how to find a try line. Um, just what, absolute workhorse. And it just depends how the Tigers use him, whether they use him at lock or whether they use him on the right edge. So he's a, he's a watch this space. Do you watch much of the Super League? No, not really. No, I I don't. I'm. What I don't understand is why he wasn't such a big success overseas when he was so good when he was over here, and it does leave me some question marks. You know what? Maybe he's in his home country. Maybe life uh, finds more distractions when you're at home and you're in your own environment. Maybe, you know, totally football-focused over here in Australia. Um, less distraction is my only guess. But, again, Brody, we don't. Brady okay. Croft's the man of steel. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> let's let's end a, let's end there. Um, that's it. And the, mate, the last guy you can take. I know you're a big fan of Adam Elliott. Oh, massive fan of Adam Elliott. He is one guy that sat there in my team, um, but being a bit slightly injured, he rolled his ankle at training, and then I feel like they weren't super transparent about that off-season injury. And you know, it's sort of come out that 
that he's been struggling. He was in my team. I won't have him to start. I'll wait and see what his minutes look like. I actually hope a similar thing as with Johnny Bateman, that he works his way in and then we can see him in this big 65-minute role. He's always sort of hovered around that 58, 60 minutes and we can get him an even bigger discount because I think 564 is a discount for Adam Elliott. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think <coughs> he only played 52 minutes. Oh, yeah, there you go. Last year. Yep. Um, and average 53. So PPM, massive. Uh, one PPM. They If they're going to use him at lock, which is what it sounds like they're going to do, uh, he'll probably play 80 minutes. Um, so if you play 60 minutes, that's all you need, really. Not too many people I can look at and think, he's a guy I can see in my team at the end of the year, but Adam Elliott's one of them. Yeah, it's a shame about the injury. I mean, I think he was rehabbing a groin issue or something that he had at the back end of last year. He was rehabbing that through the off-season, so he was training. Uh, He wasn't doing full training and full contact sessions, and then obviously then once he started to come good, he's rolled his ankle at at training, I think tripping over a teammate's foot or something. Um, (laughs) How's your luck? (laughs) Mate. Yeah, do you get a workers' comp for that when you do it in the NRL? <laughs> I think they get paid better than workers' comp, mate, when you're when you're rehabbing an injury. Yeah, so sorry, should, just, should be okay. I'm, I'm just double checking, seeing if he needs to talk to the union. <laughs> I know a guy, mate. Is it rapid fire time? I think it is. <laughs> well, we I did create this, so um, yeah, I didn't know you were going to throw it at me. So yeah, mate, it's my turn this time. I, I I took it last time, so uh, we're going to move through these kind of pre premium. They're still in the premium price range, um, but they're guys that are probably fringe looks or watches for us. So you'd let me know whether they're um, whether it's a yes or a no, and, and basically explain a little bit, and we're good. Yeah. Um, Keon Kalama Tungi seven hundred one thousand. No, too dear. Cool. Angus Crichton, 697. I hope everything's okay, and I have had him in my team. I think he's a better option than Cameron Murray when he plays. Um, But, again, could create some opportunities. Yeah, it's it's a no, not to start. Yeah, keep a close eye on that because when he's back, he's one of the best. So let's hope you can get through that. Um, Ryan Madison, 696. (laughs) Nope. Is that because Just, you don't think he'd buy you a coffee if you're out at the local cafe or? Oh, mate. <laughs> He's a shit he'd be, he'd be the bloke that would skip his shout when you're out on the bolters, for sure. Absolutely. No, he's the bloke that would buy me a Great Northern. <laughs> yeah, when it's, yeah, he's drank the bolters all night and then he comes back with a schooner at Great Northern. Oh, VB or something. Oh, I'm so no, off thanks. him. Matt Theory's better. <laughs> Hey, don't give up, don't give too much away here. Um, Isaiah Yo at six ninety three. Yeah, just super consistent. If that's what I'm looking for, that's what I have. Is it Paddy Carrigan of the Panthers? Um, yep. Isn't he? Yeah, just- I think if you're. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you want someone super consistent, you get Isaiah Yo, but I think this year you're getting Paddy Carrigan at a bit of a discount, so you'd go that way. But I'd be super happy with him in my team. Look at him at draft. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mate, for more from the Gold Coast Titans. No. 688. No, not at that God, price. That's a terrible price. If he was three hundred k, maybe. Yeah, I mean, everybody jumped on him last year because he was cheap yeah. and he had. He was great. I think the only reason that he's owned at the moment is like people come in last year and they've just like had this attachment to him. Yeah, there'll be there'll be new guys. There'll be guys this year that you can do that with. Yeah, uh, Viliami kick out six hundred eighty six thousand. Wait. Viliami kick out. Oh, sorry, I just got to check because there's Viliami Fafita somewhere in this mix. Um, Viliami kick out 686. Uh, too dear, too many question marks. Great player. Not for me this year. Watch his connection with Burton over the first few rounds because they could yep. come good very quickly. Um, yep. That would be a but good I think option. While they're finding that out, surely we get a bit of a discount. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Hamali Olakawatu, 682,000. Yes. Yeah, nice. I, um, I like him. I think you're getting him at a bit of a discount. I had him and was burnt by him, but I'm not going to go full Talakai on you. I <laughs> think uh, I think he's got a bit of base, and I think with Turbo back and everything and the Manly Sea Eagles just being a better team, yeah, I'm, I'm on him. It. I'm on him too. I like it. I like Ola Kawatu as a pod. Um, I mean, he's not in my well team, but like, I can see merit in it. Yeah, DCE and him have a really good connection on the right edge. Turbo's going to free up the field. He's going to space the field out now. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. Mate, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, 6.59. No, just wait. I'll send you for 10. No, no, try dependent. He's never never made a line break in his life. Um, yeah, the Cowboys would be good. Without a line break on the weekend. I think he his price is best case scenario. And if people come back at me and say, "Oh, he scored, you know, sixty, yeah," but like, I think I would look for somebody cheaper with the same upside. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, let him drop to four fifty five hundred, which he could do because he's got a base in the toilet. So um, you're picking him up at four hundred, four fifty. But yeah. the Cowboys draw is what's enticing everybody to Nano. Um, yeah, and he could make a fool of us and come out and average ninety in the first six rounds. But can I tell you what? Like, you don't want to have 10 Cowboys in your team. But if he's scoring well, then there's then there's try assists and everything there from some blokes that I'd want in my team. So They don't have a buy for a long time either. I think it's round mm. 14 is their first buy. So, look, I, I understand the logic behind it, but it's just way too rocks and diamonds for me. Oh, um, yeah, I understand the logic behind it, but watch a Cowboys game. Like, he doesn't do anything until he scores a try. And... That's what we have wingers and centers. He's basically a big center or a big winger. So he's Talakai. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mate, Britton Nakora, 650. Not at that price. Ken McInnes, 613. Not at that price with his current role. Yeah, you're a McInnes fan, though. I know you want to say fan. yes. I, I had can him see last you year, trying but... to work it out. 
But like when you're buying him at 489k, it's an easier pill to swallow than 610. It's the price tag, not the bloke. And the jewel that he had last year. Yep. That was massive. Um, and look, the jewels are going to develop over the season. They always do the jewels, I think, uh, around 6, 12, and 18, I think, from memory. So, uh, And I know that there's some jewels coming before Check Team List Tuesday. Supercoach HQ are sitting down and going through it. So there's a couple that I'm praying for. Fingers crossed. Yep. Last one, Jason Taumalolo, 607. I'm warming to him after last week's game, but it's still a no. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I held him all year last year, and it was oh. a bumpy ride, i tell you that much. Me too, but like when you think back and you look look at his last season without the emotional attachment, it was a good season for what you paid for him to start. Yeah, he was really good to start. Um, went a little bit quiet through the middle of the season. But anyway, that's mate, we got through that pretty well. Um, I agree with every every single take you just had. So cool. I'm going to try and find something to disagree with you on over the next slot. It's not um, going to come to start. <laughs> it will not come to start. But mid price maniacs, mate, your boy Murata Niakore was one percent owned, four hundred nineteen k. He's always scored at point nine ppm. He has scored at one point one in the past, and he looks like he's going to play an eighty minute edge role and. Because people don't watch Warriors games, he's not in everyone's team. He's a good version of Luke Garner. Yeah, he scored 29 in the first half uh, in the second trial, and then obviously sat the second half because they saw what they needed to see. Yep. He's on the right edge next to Sean Johnson. I always said this when we did the Warriors podcast and right at the start of the season, I said whoever's on SJ's hip, He's going to have a serious amount of opportunity this year, and and we're being blessed by the super coach gods and the football gods by uh, Nia Corey being that guy. Um, he's a great option. I'm I'm absolutely 100 on board with this one. Um, 419k. I if can't believe get, he's only two percent owned. You can get 36 in base. Yeah, mate, you you've got a very big pull on Twitter. Um, the the question for me is: Is he going to see 80 minutes? At the moment, I think he can. Uh, he hasn't played 80 minutes for a while, though, so does does he build up to 80 minutes? Um, regardless, at 419, there's plenty of upside there for Nia Corey um, playing outside Sean Johnson, so I like if it. He, if he's playing 60, it's still a good play. I just think there's the opportunity for 80, which makes it a legendary play. Huge. Mate, next guy, uh, unfortunately, has just got injured. Uh, he's out for the first four weeks to Vita Pangai Jr., 525,000 at 4% owned. Yeah. He wants to be a front row, though, Matty. Yeah, I'm excited about when he comes back that he's in the front row, and I'm excited about getting some good front row forward options. I really like TPJ. I've got three notes here on TPJ. Injured calf at training, awkward price, suspension risk. Yep. That's that's pretty much all I need to say on TPJ. If, but I'll look at him again like I do every year. Always if he get gets that front row forward duel and you're trying to make up some spots, a lot of people playing it safe at the top won't look at him for the exact reasons you mentioned. Yeah. The next guy I've, I've got in my team at the moment, and I was a very big fan of what he did over the weekend, Teak Wilton at 490,000, 8% owned. He's just doubled in ownership after the weekend, after scoring two tries and putting up 72 super coach points. Um, he does a lot for Talakai as well. We spoke about this in the Sharks podcast, so head back and listen to that one. But it seems like 
Wade Graham is now going to be the guy that comes off the bench, plays a little bit through the middle, plays at a, a bit of a second kind of 5'8", and it looks like Teague Wilton's locked down that left edge. Um, he, he probably does need 80 minutes, and I think he's going to see 80 minutes, um, especially from what we've seen uh, in the preseason. And that left edge of Moylan, Teague, Talakai, Mulatalo, like that's a, that's a nice left edge. Uh, you're going to see plenty of ball going from right to left as well. We know teams prefer to go right to left. We've seen Nico basically forget that there was a right side of the field there for about three quarters of the year last year. So um, I, I can't see that changing. I think he's going to get a fair bit of opportunity there. Yeah, I agree. I really like the pick. Oh, thinking back about how burnt I got by adding Mulatalo and Talakai, you can sit back and have a look and think that Wade, well, Wade Graham was the reason for that. And I think as long as Teague Wilton starts – yeah, he'll be a good option, and I think he'll be good for that whole side, like that side of the field and, honestly, the whole team. Yeah, for sure. The next four guys I'm going to mention, there's two in each team, essentially. So we've got Elias Katoa and Trent Liero from the Storm. Um, Katoa's 411, 13% owned, and Liero's 365. So it looks like both of them are going to see 80-minute edge rolls at the Storm to start the season. Um at the moment, I don't mind Liero. He looked good in the try. I mean, Katoa scored a great try as well and looked quality. Um, so they're both half-decent options. Are you looking at either? I am waiting to see TLT. Katoa is obviously the more exciting option, and he's somebody that I will look at. But I think he's probably over-owned at 13.3%. For some of the other options, you can get at 411k. I think Tarek Sims, there's rumours he might not be there to start the season. Did you hear that? Yeah, there's something floating around. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Uh, there's a couple of things. I've heard the injury rumour, um, but I've also heard the fact that he might actually just be used as a bench forward this year yeah. or be used through the middle of the field, uh, which wouldn't impact either of these guys. So Yeah. I'm a bit worried. I just want to see the roles first. And again, it's probably easier to downgrade to a bloke, to some blokes in this price range than it is to, you know, to yep. start with them and then them, you know, be coming off the bench and you burn your cash and you burn a trade. I just want to see more. I want to, they haven't been really good at telling us what's going on. Like we know what happened with the whole Pappy injury. They have not been very transparent at all. And I'm a bit worried about, the Melbourne Storm in general. And that these next two guys I'm a little bit worried about as well are the Butcher brothers, Nat Butcher and Egan Butcher at the Roosters. And it looks like they're pretty much locked into edge roles as well. Yeah. Uh, exactly the same kind of format that we just talked about with Katara and Loyero. But again, we, we've got Angus Crichton, who don't know what's going on there. Angus Crichton, yep. when fit and healthy, will be in this team on the left edge. So who drops out? Egan Butcher probably drops out. Nat Butcher shifts to the right. Um, we've also got Tuapanua. Um, coming back as well, I think, in round eight. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I heard um, round eight, which actually affected – I actually not... changed my team after I heard that. Yeah, that's – I mean, eight rounds is plenty of time. I'm not worried about eight rounds. Um, but I think there's just so much uncertainty around how that all plays out. I think Nat Butcher's the guy that will play 80 minutes. He'll need to without Crichton. Yep. Um, so he's a safer pick. But, again, Egan Butcher, man, is probably the better player um, out of the two. So <laughs> To save 100K on – Egan, that's actually where I'm looking at the moment. A bit of a placeholder. I'm just waiting to see what happens. But if you can fit 
one of these guys into that really good 80-minute role. I don't care which one it is. I just want want the guy that's probably got the better 80-minute role. I'm, let's face it, I'm not going to pay 580K for Nat, but I'll pay 480 for Egan if he's there. He's exciting. I'd prefer Teague Wilton to Egan Butcher at the same price. Yep. Okay. Um, mate, we've got four more guys here that sit in that mid-range price. They're all pods between probably 0.5 to 3% owned. Uh, Aaron Clark, mm-hmm. he's not going to start at lock. It looks like Isaac Liu has locked up that um, based oh. on what we've seen in the trials. Was, was that a hot take or was that a spicy take during our Titans podcast that Isaac Liu could was. be a play? It's, I think it was, mate. I think it was. Might have to go back and check that one out. I think you sent me for 10 in the bin after that. <laughs> I might have actually. Um, but, hey, not a bad option. Um, Jack Murchie I talked up um, probably about a month ago now, um, and it is perfect timing with, obviously, Sean Lane, unfortunately, going down with a broken jaw. Uh, it does look like Matt Dory, who we'll talk about soon, is, is going to get that starting edge role. Uh, but there will be more opportunity and probably more minutes for Murchie while Madison's out and while Lane's down. So um, I probably won't start with him, but he's a very close watch because I'm a big fan. He's a quality player. So we'll just see how that looks. Um, Is come he to a, a lungy. He comes Sorry, from Tigers, hey? Murchie? Yep. No, Warriors. Warriors okay. to, yep. to Para, So. Um, and then Kelma Tuolangi is the guy that came from the Tigers and he's over at Manly at the moment. So um, he scored off a kick ricochet in the trial. Everyone's saying, oh, he's got a try. Yeah, he came off a ricochet and error from the other team and he's just kind of scooped it up and come through and gone through untouched. So That's um, a stinker. He, and everybody else is saying 1.4 ppm in 2021. One, it was an elevated stat year. Two, it was a small sample size of five games. So you can't use 1.4 ppm as a as a determining reason as to why you're picking this bloke because last year when he had a full season, 20-plus games for the Tigers, he had 0.6 ppm. So probably no thank you. Uh, and the last one is uh, CHN from the Raiders. Corey yeah. Harawir and Naira. Like, I'm a, I love Corey Harawir and Naira, but he's on the bench. It's, yep. uh, he, he's not going to get the minutes he needs. Um, but if he comes in and he starts on an edge at some point this year, he's uh, someone I'm definitely looking at. The second super coach dropped, I actually added him in my team because I thought, for sure, he's going to get that lock. And, uh, yeah, it looks like it's Horsburgh, uh, which is fine. He's only 25K dearer. But then it just made me reconsider Ricky Roulette, and I don't want to play that game. Mm, yeah, neither. Uh, Ricky Roulette is uh, relevant in the cheapies section as well. Um, so let's <laughs> yes, let's is. move into let's move into our cheapies. Plenty of lowest prices here. Matty Dury we talked about at two hundred and thirty four thousand. We broke that on our Twitter very early. Um, we did. I have a guy that uh, is at, at Parramatta works with at Parramatta, and um, he slipped it to me pretty early on that uh, there's a good chance that Matt Dory's won that right edge roll next to Mitch Moses. Um, yeah, which and you can incredible. get a good price range in that three games if he's in an 80-minute roll. Definitely. And, and when Madison comes back, who's to say that he's going to break his way into this lineup? I mean, if they're liking what they're seeing and Parramatta win their first couple of games in a really tough draw, why would you then go and change something if it's you – know, you could use Madison off the bench as an impact player like they did last year? And like I mentioned, if you were Parramatta, you would be so off Matto right now. You would be. Yeah, absolutely. You'd send him for 10 in the bin. Yeah. Um, so Trey Mooney is the guy that's going to unfortunately fall to Ricky Roulette. Uh, he's going to start on the bench. Plenty of talent. Everyone's really excited about what this guy's going to do in the future. But while you're on the bench, 
in Canberra, uh, you have even less security than a guy that's starting in Canberra who still has less security. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not going to buy into any Raiders players until I've seen some consistency. No, yeah. Look, if he's played his third game of really good minutes, um, that's what we have trades for. Yeah, that's right. Um, mate, we won't touch on Joshy Schuster, Hopgood, Raystone, Howarth. We're, we've already kind of gone through those guys. And Benny Murdoch, Masilla, we talked about in the front row forward yep. pod. So we can skip through those guys pretty quickly, mate. So um, Sean Bloor from the Tigers. Now, we've got to look really closely at what's going on with, with Bateman and whether he plays in round one. Now, the trap is... Sean Bloor starts on the right edge in round one. Bateman comes off the bench. Everybody goes, Bloor's starting. Great. I'm going to chuck him in my team. And in round two, once Bateman's had a bit of time to acclimatise and he's had a little bit of time with the squad, Bateman just slides straight back into that starting lineup. Bloor ends up on the bench. And so he should. Yeah, serious player, though. Like, they've been talking this guy out for I'm, three years. I'm talking more about Bateman than Bloor, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. They've spent You're the not... money on ba- Bateman. They want Bateman there. 100%. You're not... You're not leaving Bateman on the bench to start Sean Bloor. No. Um, in saying that, they could use Bateman at lock and then mm. use Sean Bloor on the edge if they like what they see. They've, this, they'd love this guy. Um, I think he would have probably worked his way into the starting squad last year if it wasn't for that ACL injury. So, so much talent. Does he get an edge 80-minute role? We know he plays 80 minutes. He's got a massive motor on him. Um I'm, I'm getting him in my side if he starts for an extended period of time or if it looks like he's going to be spending some extended time in their starting lineup. He's in my yep. team. And he's in my team right now as a placeholder. Yeah. He's actually in my team as a little bit of a placeholder as well. Perfect. Three guys. Viliami Fafida, your mate. <laughs> we talked with, we've kind of talked about him a little bit, but 16% owned. He has um, played a right in the trials. Um, that's the first time I've ever seen him. Apart from the yep. fact that he sounds like the sounds like the best transformer in the world, <laughs> I wouldn't mind a, a combination of Billy Yami, Kikande, Fida. Sixteen percent owned. I don't have him in my team at the moment, but I understand people want a basement price guy that they can shove out in Teamless Tuesday if it doesn't go their way. Um, and I think yeah, that's exactly gotta, what they're doing. Like I think in this period, you have a guy that's two thirty four, even have a bloke that's two fifty, and it's easier to pivot from there if they don't get the role. I think yeah. having a guy that's two hundred, and then suddenly you've planned to have Reuben Cotter in your team, and the only way to get there is to drop Reuben Cotter to Christian Welch because you've picked Viliami Fafida, some guy that nobody's ever heard of. Like, yeah, just just put a two thirty four guy there. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of options there. Um, Jack Hetherington we spoke about in the front row pod. Yeah. 11.7% owned. Um, yeah, not for me. And then Sua Wong uh, f- from the Roosters at basement price 200K. Uh, now, Rugby League Guru, I've heard him talk about this guy a lot, and Guru loves him. Uh, serious amount of talent. Thinks that we'll be talking about him in the same vein as the Crichtons of the world. Uh, in three or four years once he works his way into a regular spot. And, look, that's a really tough pack to break into at the Roosters. Um, even if we'll see him this year. Looks good. I think we'll see him. I think he'll probably find some bench minutes yeah, um, right. to start the season, which is why I think people are excited about it because he could work his way in. But, again, you've got Crichton waiting in the wings. We've got Tupanua that isn't he's injured. Um, and then also you've got Nat Butcher and, and Egan Butcher behind him. Um Lindsay Collins is like, you've got so many people, so many yeah. good forwards in this lineup. Well, that's it's what makes me think that we might not see him. So, Yeah. Yeah. No, 
you're probably right. Uh, if he sees anything, it'll be bench minutes, so it's probably not a watch anyway. But, um, mate, that we've covered two RFs. Um, is there anybody else worth mentioning? I think we've covered everybody. Um, mate, last thing for us to do is to reveal our current second row. Yeah. So do you want to Take start us away. Off? No, you go first. You go first this time. Ladies oh. first. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, I've got David Fafita at 689. I've got Patrick Carrigan, 654. So I've gone two premium second rowers. Uh, and then I've got Teague Wilton at 493. Jermaine Hopgood at 298. Schuster, 241. And Bloor as a bit of a placeholder at 234. Um, yeah, so I'll like reassess it. that. I've got a little bit. I've got a 40-odd grand in the bank as well. So if I need to go up a little bit um, from Bloor, I can. I have that, that freedom there. So that's me, mate. How about you? I've currently got David Fafita, uh, Murata Niakore. I've got Egan Butcher there. I've got Jermaine Hopgood, Schuster, and Dory. Yeah, not mucking around in my uh, in my second row. Uh, a couple of mid tier guys. Uh, Fafita as my premium, and then yeah, three cheapies to generate some cash. Three cheapies that I actually don't think I'll play round one. Yeah, I'm going to play Hopgood at two ninety eight. He's a he's got uh, a reserve armband on for me. I think he can average fifty to sixty. Yeah. Um, lock it, Para. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So, um. Mate, that covers us. Just before we we obviously hop off and uh, and wrap up for for the two RFs. If you've made it this far and you've or you've listened or watched this far, good on you. Love you sticking around. But uh, hit that subscribe button, hit the like, flick us a comment down below, and let us know how far off the mark we are. If you agree with anything that we've said, um, and turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Yeah, if you want to join the Murata Niakora fan club, uh, yeah, you can find me at SC underscore metrics. So, uh, yeah, get on it. That's, I love it. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm uh, the treasurer of this fan club. I think uh, I think there's plenty of merit in Niakora this year. So, count Mate, me in. We're going to be we're going to be millionaires when when we've got a 700k uh, second row for 400. So that's it. That's it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you for the next episode. Catch you later. Thank you.